Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. Hey Dwight, I noticed that you do something different in your D&D games that I don't see a lot of people doing. What is it? Well, I like to think about my entire campaign as if it was a play. Um, so like a uh, you know, a play you would see on television or actually in the in the theater. So if you've seen Hamilton on Disney Plus recently, I like to think of my game as I want to tell the entire story of Hamilton's life. Obviously, I wouldn't do that in a D&D game, but that'd be kind of the concept. Similar it's, concept. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing would be a play. And then each play has two, three, five, four acts. I mean, obviously, in a in a play setting or in a, a movie, you're kind of limited to a certain number of hours. And obviously with D&D... Um, there was that CNN article where that guy started that D and D game back in 1982 or something. Yeah, like that. 1982. Yeah, I saw that, which is crazy. Like this guy's been doing, this guy's been doing D and D longer than you've been alive. Yep, and almost longer than I've been alive. Yeah, and I was like four when he started. So anyway, so obviously you can play a D and D game forever. And from what I was reading on his stuff, he's like doing the history of the world, and they've. They finally like made it to Egypt starting or some crazy thing. And mm-hmm. after 30 years, it's like they're almost playing the history of the world in real time. But anyway, <laughs> so that said, you I think about it in terms of um, like there's a whole story I want to tell. So it, honestly, it really makes a lot of sense to ground this in something that most people know. So maybe we should ground it in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That like, works. It, I don't care about the, mo- the movie or the books. I mean, just if you've understood the lord of the rings trilogy then just think about it Mm -hmm. like a big play okay so there's a big plot line in lord of the rings as you know and that is simply what trying to get the ring thrown in mount doom yeah to end the orc invasion exactly so we got to take this ring that if if it falls in the wrong hands the world is over right Mm because epic things revolve around the, the the world just being destroyed um yep Cool. Okay, so that's the that's the play. Is we got to take the ring and throw it in a fire so it can be destroyed before um, the big bad gets a hold of it. Makes sense. Okay. Now that's easy, and that can take years to tell. Like in a gaming session, you could take, mm-hmm. you know, six months if you want to go fast, or you could take you know, seventeen years to tell this story. It depends on what you want to do. Well, so in order to like. I, what I found is that there's this huge disconnect between where I want to take my game and what happens on like a, you know, because you and I play every Friday night. So yeah. what happens on a Friday night? And there's a huge mm-hmm. disconnect. So how I've figured out and to bridge it is a thing that I call an act. And an act is like a subplot that lasts for, well, if I'm going to have three acts in my play or seven or whatever, they're going to be roughly like one third of the time for three of them and like one seventh for the seven of them. Yeah. And I actually will do it based on your levels. Um, if that makes sense. So if we're going to go, why is yeah. an act? Exactly. So like if we're going to go, um, levels one through 15 and I'm going to have three acts, then each act will roughly be five character levels. Makes sense. But they each have to have a beginning and, a, and an end. Mm-hmm. And so going back to Lord of the Rings, for instance, um, the first thing that happens is we see uh, Frodo in the Shire living his normal life. Yep. Then there's this huge celebration. Gandalf shows up and kind of reveals, hey, uh, that ring, it's like the most dangerous thing on the planet. Yep. So eventually 
kind of moving along further, um, you'll get to the point where the, the, the hobbits are fleeing their country. They're being chased by ring race. They run into Strider slash Aragorn slash the king. I mean, seriously, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings right now, I guess spoilers, but I mean, that's on you. It's only been around since 19, like 20 something. And the yeah. movie's been around for a long time. So that this is on you. So the point is, um, so they, they, and so you can kind of say that the first act begins with the ring being told as like a evil thing. And it ends with them just getting to the, to Elrond. They get to, um, I just lost the name of that city. Uh, Anyway, they get... Insert random elf city. (laughs) Right. That's horrible. Anyway, they get get to go see Elrond at that point. And um, what ends up happening there is, like, that's the end of it, right? Because the story could have ended there. Because during the Council of Elrond, they've called together a bunch of other people. That's the beginning of the next act. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason why the hobbits have to show and go. Like, they're not even asked to go. Right? Yeah. They volunteer. Yeah, they volunteer. So that's like act two is, oh, the hobbits are still in the game, right? And then we can end act two with um, the party being split. Boromir gets killed, and the hobbit, two hobbits go one direction, two hobbits get captured, and then um, the elf, the human, and the dwarf now are kind of stuck together thinking, well, we should probably go rescue the two hobbits that got captured by the orcs before they get, you know, killed. horribly tortured, eaten, and whatever, killed. yeah, yeah, killed. <laughs> Um, and so that gives you an idea of like two acts mm-hmm. of the Lord of the Rings. And so, of course, you just divvy your game up into how many acts you think. And I would, before I even begin, I kind of think of what's the end thing that has to happen in an act for me to start the next act. And what's the beginning thing? It's really easy at the beginning because you're like, the intro is the intro. But at like act two, it's like, what's going to happen after we get the ring to, uh, to get to um, Elrond? Well, we're going to have a council. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's the next hook. And what's going to happen at the end of it? Well, the, the party's going to be split. The Fellowship of the Ring is going to be disbanded. And I may not know how yet. In fact, I probably don't know how yet. But I can quickly, easily span up my game. But it's really easy for you to go ad lib from there if you have a general structure of, I need to get them to here in this time. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And how we get there is really up to the players and up to us. On the next level, which is this scene, this individual game session, yes. which, of course, might go into two or three game sessions depending on, like, how large I made it or mm-hmm. if you're doing some crazy, like, we're going to dungeon crawl this for the next eight weeks. I mean, that's a different conversation. Yeah. But even then, I would break the dungeon crawl up into individual scenes with a very specific middle, a beginning, a middle, and an end mm-hmm. where it's not like level two is the beginning. It's like, no, there's some sort of action happening on level two of this dungeon that you guys need to figure out. Yeah. And work toward. So that's kind of how I think about D&D games or any game, really. I mean, I've done this with a Shadowrun. I've done this with Vampire the Masquerade. GURPS. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we play a lot of different versions of everything. Anything that's a tabletop RPG can follow this format. Absolutely. And if you actually start looking at books and stuff, you'll see that they follow a kind of a similar format where they have a major plot line, which is the whole book. And then they have little subplots that might go... Um, you know, five, six, seven chapters. Yeah. And you can see this in movies too, where you have a subplot to a subplot to a subplot, and those three or four subplots make up the entire Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. And so, and then individual chapters make up the game session. So honestly, this is what's really helped me to tell a better story is to start thinking in terms of how do we tell stories today? 
Yeah, which looking at standard movies and books and television and deconstructing it in this manner helps you see that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and hopefully, you know, if you're when you're listening to this, you can hear that yourself. Like you can think of a book or a movie that you just recently watched and see how it breaks into main plot, subplots, and then individual um, scenes. scenes that have to make up and get you to the, the, the subplot. Yep. And then, of course, all those add up to the major plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can even see it as something as, um, and I, you know, no offense to anybody, but you can see it as something as simple as like an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got to gather all the heroes, and then they got to have their little conflict with each other, and then they got to learn to work with one another yep. to defeat the big bad. And, and then. And then the play used to be Save the World, now it's Save the Universe, because what Save. you have to one-up yourself in every movie. <laughs> it's it's That becomes a little crazy at the end of the day, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I would honestly say that uh, you know, a D&D game where you're always saving the world, in my opinion, is kind of boring. It could just be something as simple as we need to... Um, you know, It could be something as simple as saving the continent, saving a city saving mm-hmm. you know your race i mean yeah the stakes are always high because at the end of the day if, it, if you're playing a game like we have to save the apple pie from being stolen off the the windowsill that game doesn't take a month to play and it's actually rather boring yeah hey thanks for listening and for more resources please go to skullrpg.com